Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Trio of Positivity podcast. It is week nine of the NFL season, which is another week of us crying in shame because I am very saddened to report that the Chicago Bears played in week nine and they lost to the New Orleans Saints 17 to 24. I think we should just go ahead and get right to it. Hey, 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 before we get into the the game that was today, let's focus on some positives that the Bears well, had before, that that, happened before hi, the game. I'm Chris. That's Miller. Or that's Miller. Right. right. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's Chris. There we go. <laughs> um, so, so there yeah, was go some ahead. breaking news yesterday. Obviously, we covered it in the last podcast that we had the bears traded for montez sweats and we talked about the ins and out of that trade and whether it was going to be a positive is it is it a good trade is it a bad trade well one thing that kind of hinged on that was if the bears could come up with an extension on his contract because it was expiring at the end of the year well yesterday breaking news the Bears agree with Montez Sweat on a four-year, $105 million extension. So it averages out just over $25 million a year. Included in that is about $72 million in guarantees. So that's basically the bulk of the contract. Now, the one number that stuck out to me is the $72 million of guaranteed money. I will say that Montez Sweat has consistently shown durability. He doesn't often miss games, which is a positive. But if he doesn't perform up to expectations, this number will be glaring because it basically means we have to keep him that much longer. It is, it's fairly market value. Um, I, I'm happy with the contract. It's kind of expected. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts? Uh, eh. I think I said it on the episode before, <clears throat> which I did kind of jump ahead and stuff. I, I said the trade wouldn't matter until we got a contract. I think we got a contract that, um, which you were kind of bringing up, that seemed to hit home with a couple of predictions that were out there too. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm okay with it. I mean, we had the money. Um, we're gonna have draft capital here in the, in the future too. So I think it's a good start. I don't necessarily think it's something that was glaring but i do believe that it was something that needed to be done because well we haven't had that much success as far as signing and uh and bringing players in so we'll see how this one goes this is definitely a future a future move it's not necessarily something for now uh and the contract kind of proves it so we'll see how it goes yeah yeah and th this is his first big defensive signing uh, polls it is so interesting we'll see he's done a lot of defensive moves but i think this is one that actually reflects back to the team yeah that's true and when well, yeah that's that was that's pretty good Move you didn't on. expect me to say that did you no yeah, look at you all right so this Coming time I, re hard. I remembered to uh talk a little bit about the actual game before we went right into it um so just a couple stats for you here uh, Badgen went 18 for 30 with 220 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, Carr went 25 and 34, 211 yards, two touchdowns. 
Daryl Mooney led the receiving with five receptions, 82 yards. Foreman, 20 carries for 83 yards, which we're going to touch on that in a little bit. Um, the game was close. The game was very close. Uh, if you look at the turnover numbers, you can probably say that this should have been a blowout. But mm-hmm. um, five turnovers to zero. And there was only a difference of 40 seconds in the time of possession. So yeah, it was, it was, it was really a tale of two halves, if you will. Mm-hmm. The first half was surprisingly dominated by Badgett and the Chicago Bears, although they did get, we went into halftime tied. We should have, should have had the lead because that field goal, but what are you going to do? But in the first half, Everything was going well, surprised, and then the second half was just a clusterfuck. But we'll get into that more when yeah. we get into the, the episode. But it was really a tale of two halves from this team. Yeah, so let's let's get started with one of our biggest uh, takeaways. Um, for me, I have to give props to the uh, offensive line. Um, they only allowed two sacks, and one of them wasn't really the line's fault, but the line played great. They gave Badgent time. Uh, Badgent used his legs, which kind of helped the the sack numbers stay low. Uh, It was definitely something that was very impressive to see. It almost made it seem like if we had a different quarterback, we had a different chance of, we had a chance of possibly winning the game. But I do have to give a, a big shout out to the uh, offensive line. So that was one of my biggest takeaways. Um, Miller, what would you say was one of your biggest takeaways from today's game? Uh, I want to emphasize Darnell Mooney and the game that he had. I think you pointed it out earlier, five catches for 82 yards, but specifically my takeaway is revolves around yak yards after the catch. Mm-hmm. Multiple times during this game, these wide receivers were making moves, getting past their initial defender, and extending that play. And I was really impressed by Darnell Mooney today, as well as DJ Moore, just making some some good moves on the field that really extended that play, which allowed us to move down the field, which we, we got points. Not we got points. We, not as many as we I definitely wanted, got points. But we got points. So my biggest takeaway is that yak, that yak number. I feel like every time we talk about the Bears, we always seem to bring up the same names over and over because we saw, we saw them give uh, production the previous year, and this is going to go straight into one of my biggest positives, Cole Komet. Now, before I get into it, before I dick ride the man, hold on. I was about to say, I was about to say, every week you every week riding him, man. Listen, he's probably on your fantasy team. No, he's not. I was gonna draft him, but he's not. However, that catch for a touchdown was very impressive. Like for that catch alone, I'm like, you know what? I see why we signed the guy. That catch showed potential. I mean, in coverage. The route that he ran, which was going from the left side of the field to the right, and to to just be able to turn around and catch it, I let out the loudest "yeah" I think I have in the season so far because of that. So, yeah. my biggest positive shout out, Komet, two touchdown catches, and 
a fantastic catch in the end zone. Yeah, that was very pretty. It was it was ballsy. I like that Matt Ryan, the announcer. Yeah, that Matt Ryan. He was announcing that Matt Ryan. Um, I like how he commented like immediately. He should not have thrown that ball. He should not. <laughs> they showed a replay of that play. <laughs> Everyone was covered. Everyone was covered. There was no shot that the, I honestly think that that ball was meant to go out because he was on the other end of the zone. But then if you look at it, he's aiming for him. He's like yeah. saying, all right, here I mean, you go. Was it a bad throw? Yeah, because he's yeah, going it was to his a bad left. Throw. But yeah, I mean, at the same throw. time, they say to do this all the time. Give I your mean, you receivers have, a chance. You have Cole Komet, a tight end against a corner. Like, you one-on-one, throw the ball up. You hope this would happen. Like, it's, I mean, it was a bad throw because you don't often see quarterbacks throw to the other side of the field that they're rolling to but it's also at the same token it's like it was a one-on-one matchup let's see who wins it yeah i did and Komet won it with a very positive fashion with that execution of that play that's for sure yeah um it was it was very nice to see um i would show the highlight but we uh, don't have the full rights to show it because we do plan on posting this on our YouTube channel. That's right. We are live on YouTube now as well. Uh, we're going to post our episodes there on a weekly basis. Um, we were kind of thinking of keeping the reacts just for Facebook, but we'll see how this one goes. Uh, if it goes well, then we will probably continue to go ahead and do that. Um, let's jump into what is probably the biggest negative that was brought up. And that was our quarterback badgeant. Um overall, just not a good game. He threw three interceptions this game. I will say it's a rookie playing this game. Uh, you can kind of tell that he's gonna have some growing pains. A couple of the passes were thrown well behind the receivers. At first, I was going to complain about the receivers not giving him a chance, but after watching a couple of those throws, they were bad. They were bad to the point where I don't ever want him to have another throw like that in the future. But then again, he's a rookie. The Bears are who we're thinking they are. And so the one thing that I don't like about this game is that we had great o-line protection but then now like you can clearly see that the quarterback is going to be the issue yeah um i will probably slightly disagree with you um on badgent being a negative obviously you can sit here and say that he basically lost us the game which he did with his four turnovers three interceptions and a fumble Uh, there's no excuse you can't do that but in that first half, he had the full Chicago fan base screaming Justin Fields who. He yeah. he lit it up. I think he threw for about 150 yards, two TDs, and an interception in that first half. So, like, so as much as this kid had made mistakes and pretty much cost us the game, I will agree with you. He also looked really good. Uh, he was reading. You can see him going through his progressions, making yes. the throws. Like he was making NFL throws. That's for damn sure. He it, it, he did not look like a rookie 
Division II quarterback out there. He didn't look like he looked like he looked like a fucking professional quarterback. That's he looked exactly like he knew what he, what he was like. doing. He looked like yeah. he knew what he was doing. He was making the throws he needed to make, moving the team down the field. Now his legs were quite surprising. He put up 70 yards on the ground. I was not expecting that. So that was a big part of the game as well, being able to move the ball that way. So as much as you can give him the negative for essentially losing the game for us, I will I, I will concur to that. But he made some plays out there that I was not expecting. I was not expecting us to be in the game, and we really were in the game for the whole, t- the whole time. We were. One thing to point out, too, is that we had a first drive. We've been receiving the ball now two games in a row, maybe three. We start the game if we win the toss, we receive. Um, he threw that touchdown. <coughs> Excuse me. He threw the touchdown. The um, the um, Saints proceed to to basically have to punt the following series, and then the Bears had seven plays in which the interception was then thrown. Um, one other interesting tidbit. Our kickers hit our kicker and their kicker hit a pole today. I don't think I've seen that in a while. Yeah, that's true. That was actually gonna that's gonna lead right into my negative because I've given him props. I've given the special teams unit props. I've given Cairo props. But man, you just you you just can't miss a 40 yard field goal. You just can't. Oh, I mean, I mean, Badgett let us down towards the end of the half. We got in the field goal range and he dinked it like that was a big point of this game. We could have went in a halftime 17, 14 with the lead. And it's just like when you do stuff, when you miss things that you have to make, it just it could change the trajectory of the game. Now, obviously, it's not the biggest thing in the world, but he's been really good for us. I don't want to sit here and downplay him or say we need to get a new kicker or something like that. No, that's not the thing. I'm just saying you got to make that 40-yard field goal. Um, I will probably disagree as that being a negative, but the ki- the kicker was um, perfect until today. I believe he hadn't missed a kick yet. Yeah. Um, it was bound to happen. Another thing, too, it's a loud stadium. It's a dome. It's one of the louder stadiums out there. I mean, there's their own kicker missed one, so I feel like that was kind of oh, even. It's, it's kind of even. 40-yarder. Jeez. Okay, it's a 40-yarder, but like, can you kick a 40-yarder? Come on. Let's... Did you see the... Who was it? Shit. Who was it? The the first the, the oh my god. The, I the fifth non kicker to kick a field goal today in Houston. In Houston, did you see that? The no. guy kicked yeah. Um I forgot his name. He, he's the backup running back for for Houston. Um he kicked a 29-yard field goal today. He is the fifth non kicker all time to do it. That's kind of neat. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. <laughs> but no, I can't kick no field goals. Come on, bro. Uh, ben <laughs> says, no, that was crap. Well, I mean, it is what it is at this point, Ben. It is what it is. However, um, one thing that I think Miller and I are kind of agreeing with is that 
The Bears still can't fucking tackle. I said it. You know what? I was gonna try to go. I was gonna try to go a recap hey. episode without bringing it up. Bears can't fucking tackle. Is there using your metrics? Sure. Is there any team in the NFL that can tackle? Because I feel like you they miss one tackle and you're gonna be like, here's the like, thing. They can't they'll tackle. miss. They'll miss one tackle, but. As a team, we're horrible. And I think there was a player in the fucking Bears. Hold on, let me I'm gonna look for it. There was a player who was all over the field today. Sanborn. Sanborn. Uh oh, yeah, thank you, Ben. Sanborn was 10 total tackles, eight solos, one for a loss, and then TJ Edwards had 15 total tackles, 10 solos. So between two players, uh, we had a total of 43. Two of them were responsible for 18 on the solo side. On the solo side, that's all I'm gonna say. Like that to me, we can't tackle. We're relying on basically two players to do all the tackles. Such a stupid thing. They're the it's linebackers. Like, it's like their fucking job. <laughs> that's literally their job. The defensive defensive line is supposed to clog the area so that yeah, the that, linebackers that, listen, can move that in part and I get. tackle the running backs. Literally that their fucking job. I listen, but, I get okay, that part. Let's, I get it. But do we want to start talking about the corners today? Under the positives or the negative light? You tell me because I'm telling you the game, every game that I see, I see either uh, a player try to do like a, a shoulder tackle, right? Or a player like just try to go for the legs. Like where was the tackling where you put your whole body and you wrap and you bear hug the fucker? You know what I mean? Like you that give is a, literally a what the linebackers do. But not coming I mean, like come on, there's some players that don't fucking tackle. Like, like, come on, let's you can't tell me I'm wrong on that part. It's not uh, okay. I'll I'll say this. I'll say this. The Bears can't tackle, but this game they tackled a little bit better than previous games, but they still can't tackle. Can I can I'm we can saying, we agree there on that? Some, there were some big hits out there by Sanborn and Edwards, and that was kind of one of my positives out of this game, man. We didn't have Edmonds. He was out because of injury. Hopefully it's not long term. But Edwards and Sanborn, they were all over the place. And Edwards had just a phenomenal game. Like you mentioned, 10 solos, 15 total tackles. He had a tackle for loss, a pass deflection, and a QB hit. So he was just he was flying all over the place. And Sanborn just the same and so it was it was good to watch those guys move and 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 execute on tackling hey i mean look at what uh whatever you or ben is saying badgers baby sounds like a homer if i've ever heard one before but as we uh move on with our with our uh negatives i guess you could say no we're positives Oh, we're back to positives? I thought we were still on negative. You already covered negatives. How many negatives did you want to cover? I mean, it's a fucking Chicago Bears. What'd you expect? Um, I feel like this game, there was two types of of play calling. I think the first half, we took chances. And then the second half, it was like trying to keep it like in the middle. Again, the interceptions are Badgen's fault. I think he'll learn from those. Someone's got to tell him, like, hey, if, if the guy's covered and he's going to try to help you, you got to try to throw it in front of him. Um, but I believe the play calling on the second half was a bit softer. Um, 
I think a lot of I think we're trying to see and I hope we get to see it with Fields where Fields can kind of open up and throw some bombs out there, at least throw passes that are more than 10 yards. I'm seeing I don't know if it's like Miller and you can stop me and correct me if I'm wrong, but in the two games that we've recently seen Badgen, it almost sound it almost looks like um he gets a little bit of free reign with the passes that are more than 10 yards. Like I feel like he's thrown more than but this is just me like from oh, from geez, looking the dude. game. I honestly I just think he actually progresses. I think he you think so? The field. I think so. Wow. I don't think he stares down his wide receivers. He doesn't. I saw a does. great play today where you see his whole body shift to like yeah, to like, move over. He just yeah. looks more natural at the position as far as throwing's concerned. Yeah, he can't hit the deep ball. We know that, but like just the way he sits in that pocket, moves up, moves around. Sometimes he moves a little early, obviously, but he's, this is his third game. But uh, I just think he just he lo- he looks crisp, and he he's he you can tell he's back there scanning the field like you're supposed to as a, as an NFL quarterback, and I think that's why he he you think that he has a little more free reign. I doubt he does. I don't think that they're changing much as far as the play calling is concerned. I would probably venture that it's pretty similar. Just he sees the people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just to kind of flip into it, I think one point that we kind of did miss a little bit, but thanks to our our chat um, for helping us out. The Bears had eight penalties for 71 yards today. Yeah, that wasn't yowza. pretty. Yowza, yowza, yowza. Some yeah, of them did are you see the Saints? One penalty for five yards. Five yards. Um, I really, if there's a way for me to kind of see the exact penalties, like just shown in front of me, <laughs> there were a couple that were, they were just bad. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. We are getting to the point where the bears haven't had their bye week yet. And I think that's going to be something that we're going to have to keep an eye on because guess what? That's another short week for the bears. It is. It's a quick turnaround. It's going to be a quick turnaround. The Panthers. It's a must win. We need to keep them fighting for that first overall spot. If there was a game that we could fucking flex, this would have been it. Seriously. Yeah. Um, but with this I game... I hate that the Bears have two Thursday night games, too. I hate Thursday night games. I mean, I'm okay with them. No. I'm okay with them. I mean, Screws up my whole week. I don't want to be I forced guess that's... to watch a football game on Thursday. That's fair, but I think that gives you the opportunity to do, like, Red Zone on a Sunday, which is also fun. Um. Yeah. It's not necessarily something that you always want to look for, but then again, it's the fucking Chicago Bears. They're two and seven. What 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 can we possibly get excited for? I know that's the problem. It'll be interesting to see. Can we finish the positives? Sure, go ahead. Let's finish the positives. I already did my positives. T.J. Edwards and the linebacking core. Oh, I told you mine was uh, Komet and uh, the O line. Are you not paying attention? That was your takeaways, you genius. No. Oh, shit. You're right. Not both of them were. Yeah. 
Oh, um, well, it had to be Foreman. That was probably Foreman. Foreman yeah, was a positive was, for me. He was a surprise. Like, I'm going to admit it. I think I dropped him on a majority of my team fantasy teams, which obviously is a mistake. But like, I really thought after last game, I thought it was going to be more of a 50 50 between him and, and Roshan. And it just appears to like he had the stranglehold. I don't know if they were just riding him because he was so hot or what, but the fact that Roshan Johnson only had, I think, two carries for six yards, like that is definitely surprising. And in all honesty, I mean, when you're a two and seven team, I feel like you should be giving more opportunity to the rookie rather than relying on the, the guy that's going to be leaving your team at the end of the year. But hey, what do I know? I'm just your average podcaster. <laughs> well, below, below average, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, I do agree with you. I it's gonna start. We are probably gonna have to start talking about what we're gonna do with Foreman next year and stuff like that. I will say there was this one move where even the announcers in the game were like, "How did he? How did he get through?" I and, saw that play. Yeah, that was really nice. That. When I saw that, I immediately thought the run game can be a difference maker in this game because the O-line seems to be clicking and Foreman is finding the gaps. Um, if if anyone in chat can give me a, a way of finding like in-depth game stats, um, I'm pretty sure there's a stat stat, which, shout out Jeff, um, that we could probably talk more, but we'll probably bring that up on, on Wednesday's side. Um, I just don't but, know how fast they get that stuff out. Yeah, that's kind of a lot of that thing. stuff will get released tomorrow after the film's reviewed and all that. I'm intrigued to see a lot of what was moved for Badgent and kind of do like a comparison for like the first two games. Or not the first two, I'm sorry. These last two games. Because you can kind of see, like if you're saying you're seeing progression, there has to be something that they're doing on the play calling that is helping him. And and the mistake that he's making is more or less mistakes that you're seeing rookies do. But there's another rookie out there who was drafted second overall, and fuck, he looks good. That's all I can say. Oh, yeah. I was like, where are you going? And I was like, goodness gracious, CJ Stroud. Woo! Yeah. He tied the record for most TDs for a rookie at five, and he I think he – did he set the record at yards? I forget. Um, with 470 or something sets like the that. Record, he was up rookie there. record for 470 yards. Jeez. And they and they beat the Bucks 39-37. Five touchdowns, 470 yards. And he threw 42 times. I mean, like that – I hate to make this a whole thing, but the Texans with a rookie quarterback are four and four. Just perspective out there. And they went um, ballsy. They traded. They don't have a first round pick, I don't believe, this year because they traded up for Will Anderson. Well, yeah. I haven't heard his name. I don't know if he's leading the rookie, defensive rookie of the year or what. But, um, but I was just like, I was watching that Houston game and I'm just like one, one time in my lifetime, maybe the bears will have a quarterback like that. Just like everything he was doing looked so pretty. And I mean, like you have those people that talk about Justin Fields and like, 
oh, he's just learning an offense. That's why he was so bad last year. This this motherfucker, eight games into his rookie year, and he's slinging it for 470. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, just one time. Just one time. Uh, I want to touch base again uh, with chat. Um, this is back to badge. And yes, he's made some bad decisions, but he has time to read and do his progressions. 100% agree. Now, the question is, I obviously, we know there's not going to be a quarterback battle uh, when fields come back. When, do we? when he gets here. Do we? Listen, at least until the first game when he gets back. Because if I'm fields and I'm seeing, like, I'll say your words. This division two uh, quarterback go through progressions. If I'm Fields, I would go up to him and I'd say, "Hey, whatever you're doing, can you show me? Or what? What is your thoughts? Or how do you do it?" Because it's just, I mean, it, there has to be something with the kid. Like, and and as much as I I troll about not wanting Fields and stuff like that, I do want him to succeed. But it's just. If it's not the coaching staff, it's the player. And I I go back to what I was saying a couple episodes in the past. This offense is not being played for fields. This offense is being played for the coordinator. Like they're they're not really necessarily doing adjustments. And these two games, it's freaking obvious that that's the case. And one other point that I wanted to make too with this, and then we'll get into our positivity score, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, the game ended with both quarterbacks not reaching 250 yards in passing. And that was one thing that I was saying before, like you, the average of passing yards per game, you don't need to throw 300 yard bombs all the time to, to win. Now, if you are, if you're CJ Stroud, like we'll take what you threw. Um, but it's going to be obvious that they're going to be looking at, short dumps or or five yards to control the game and i think that's what the bears are looking to do can fields do the same that's where i'm like i'm 50 50 i think fields can do it but i think they trusted fields's legs to do it more than his passing i mean i understand what you're saying but we actually we got 156 yards on the ground so well i understand you're you're gonna say we didn't need 250 yards i mean we got 156 yards on the ground so it's like we made up for the lack of passing yards because our rushing was so good with Foreman and Badgett taking the bulk of that at about 153. So like they were doing, they were just dominating that grunt, the, the ground game and yeah. they didn't need to throw the ball down the field, but I will tell you, he had quite a few throws, good throws. I mean, go look at the Chicago receiving. You have all five Wide receivers besides Roshan had catches longer than 10 yards, like Tunyon 11, Evan 17, Moore 18, Komet 18, and Mooney 38. So they weren't sitting here doing wide receiver screens. Like, go watch the fucking rookie in New York play. Listen. Like, the fact that he's even on a field right now is a fucking joke. Like Listen. last week against the Jets, he didn't even throw a pass past the line of scrimmage. And now he's he was playing today and he it was just awful. They got destroyed by the Raiders, but neither here or there. But it's just like the fact that he's doing what he's doing, he's looking like a competent quarterback back there. And I, I do agree with you. Fields is going to 
start possibly Thursday. But if he starts slow, ooh, baby, it's going to be fun to watch. Listen, this game I just might actually have some intrigue. Listen, I need to full screen this and I need someone to take a screenshot because this right here, this 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 I love. Um Ben says I don't often agree with Chris, but he is right on the play calling. I mean, it is what it is. Um the one thing I will say and then we'll go right into our um positivity score is that and it's more of a question that I want to say. If and when Fields comes back, does the play calling stay the same? Or because Fields is back, does there need to be an adjustment? I think you're going to have more deep throws because we all know Fields is pretty good at that. But the bottom line is the, the play calling isn't going to change. I don't think it changed for Badgett too much. Um, and I, it's not going to change for Fields just because it hasn't changed all year. Like, That's like fair. you said earlier, like our offensive coordinator has not adjusted his scheme for fields. And why should he start now? You know what? That's fair. I a hundred percent agree with you. I think this is the most we've agreed with each other. It scares me a little bit. It's, it's something that I don't think was going to is not uh, occur. Well, Miller already saw it. Uh, ben, who's becoming our, our biggest critic as we go in this wrong Miller, it is way different from when they had Fields in. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I I agree. Um, watch. Geez, just watch Badgen actually control the offense, change the plays, make the calls, not stare down his receivers. Like, you can't see there's multiple times a game when Fields is on the field where they blow up the wide open wide receiver. Honestly, for all the mistakes that Badgent has made, I haven't seen anybody do that for him. Now, maybe it's just because he's a rookie and they're not going to point out his glaring mistakes, but there aren't very many screenshots of people wide open running down the field. I mean, there were a couple. There were a couple with Badgent. Let's not. There were, look, I, as the non homer, of the trio of positivity podcast here. And I don't really follow Reddit that much, but thanks to Ben, I did go into a little Reddit uh, dive, which lasted about, it lasted about an hour and a half. I did have to actually go and find the play, but there were a couple, like maybe a handful where you can clearly see badgent is like, there was a couple. That's all I was going to say. This is before today's game. Okay. The, okay. Okay. That's but all I want to say. You're going to have to go down to an hour and a half hole on Reddit. To well, find the, okay. This, I'm not going to be gonna fair. Too bad about the my Chicago statement. Bears. Look, I'll say it, and this is probably going to get us canceled on the Reddit side. Whatever. Chicago Bears Reddit is toxic as fuck. That's all I really want to say. Like, everyone there thinks they're the GM of the team. Everyone there thinks they're the statistician of the team, only to prove their point instead of just coming to the point that. The Bears are dog shit. Like, that's all we have to say. If we all agree that the Bears are dog shit, guess what? We'll have stats to prove that they are dog shit. But if we're going to nitpick on certain stats, like me nitpicking on Komet, this game was clearly obvious that if you get Komet involved early, it can possibly set you up for success. We now see a run game that if we get them set up early, it can possibly get you set up for success. Why is it that in the second half, we kind of 
steer away from it. Like that's the only well, thing I mean... that that no, but here, let me finish my thought. That's the only thing that I would say that is negative about the play calling of the Chicago Bears. Is like we see these glimpses in the first half, and then the coordinator's like, listen, these guys are playing chess. They know what my next move is gonna be. So you know what I'm gonna do? We're gonna do a bunch of screens because they won't expect it. Hell, I don't even expect screens, but we're gonna give them screens. And then we're I mean, gonna do play action. Like, like you're playing against yourself at that I point. And that's what it looks like. I don't think it's I don't think it's beneficial for you to start talking about play calling in the second half, considering the fact that they turned the ball over four times. Yeah, I, I think, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I was saying in general, this game. This game, though, it, you, you'll go into tomorrow's Reddit. Go into tomorrow's Reddit. Spend like 20 minutes and just just watch. Just go ahead and watch and then tell me. And you know what? I'm going to challenge you for the next episode. I'm going to challenge you. What I'm I want you to do. Listen, listen, listen. not going down Here's that hole. I'm not going down Here's the challenge that I propose for Not for going Miller. down that. Listen. Listen, though. <laughs> the challenge is I want you to find me the most negative thing that was posted about this game in Reddit. And then I want you to tell me how accurate or inaccurate that certain post was and how many comments there are oh, of people I'm just too old for homework. Listen, I get it, but Miller, I was there and some of the shit that I was reading, I read somewhere that said get rid and this, you know, I've said like get rid of field, but I say it to like prepare for like the next quarterback. There there was a comment, I shit you not, that said the Bears should really consider trading field and giving Bajant a max contract. <laughs> Not even kidding. I will try to find it and see if I can post it somewhere. But I saw that and I think there's definitely trolls in Reddit. Don't yeah, get me wrong. I'm sure you and Ben both have about 60 screen names. There, there are people there was one comment that says I don't know if this is serious or not, but I may consider paying Bajant if we continue to see progression. What? Like that's the the kids played three games. He's not even playing to CJ Stroud's level, and we're saying to, like, okay, see, I'm getting in, the, I'm getting in the whole like circle. Yeah, this you is, are. This you is are. why I can't, I can't. You're, you're like Twitter, in the drain. I'm circling. Twitter's a little bit better because you get like funny stats in between there. Like Badgen is one and zero in plays in which he's had to run for his life, like stuff like that. Like that's funny to me. But there, there's some other um, tidbits that I want to get into. But we are running long. I'm going to go ahead and swing it right over to you, Miller. Miller, the Chicago Bears lost 17-24 against the New Orleans Saints. What is your positivity score for the Chicago Bears thus far? Whew. I think I'm sticking at the same thing I said last week, a two. Didn't I say two? I don't know. I'm like two or three. I don't know. It's becoming less and less interesting of a team. Don't know what to do. Don't know what direction we're going. I, I don't, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Do you do you bring Fields back? You got to bring Fields back. Throw the ball. See how he does. But I don't know. Um, I almost want to yeah. see Badgett play a little bit more so I can pay him that max contract. That max contract. Um, I'll be very honest with you, and I think we can probably talk a little bit more on Wednesday's episode because I want to get Boopin's opinion on this. I'm fine sitting Fields since the team is two and seven. If the team wants to play field, I'm okay with it too. But if they're like, listen, we believe this kid is still the future. We're going to save him for next year. The team is two and seven. I'm I'm fine with that. Um, But I can I definitely see. I don't think you see... can sit him. 
Like, I mean, what is the point of sitting him? It's not like it's increasing his trade value, and it's not like it's finding out if he's actually your guy. It accomplishes literally nothing. If you are already... the only thing that will it will accomplish is figuring out who Badgen is. But I don't. Do know you really want to do that though? Like as as a fan. And by the way, my positivity score. I'm the same as me and Miller are just sharing a brain cell today. I'm at a two with the Bears. Um. I hate waking up for noon games to watch them. If there were a three, yeah, waking up because it's Sunday. I don't have kids. It is what it is, which we got a special announcement, but I'm not going to ruin it. I'm going to save it for Wednesday. I, I already have a plan for Wednesday, Miller, which I have to talk to you about. But um, I'm fine watching other games at this point. If the Bears win, great. But now that we have this podcast, it forces me to watch because I have to be able to talk about something that happened in the game. I'm at a two for them. It doesn't do anything for me. They're just they're they're a team with no direction. We don't even know who the head of the snake is as far as their quarterback's concerned. We don't know who their coach is gonna be. It's probably not gonna be Aberflus because I think everybody in the league has more wins than he does. <laughs> and just like it's it's we're just treading water here, which is why I wanna have something to hang my hat on and whether that's Badgins or whether that's Fields, uh, I don't know. My 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 leash with Fields is pretty damn short at this point because of his inconsistencies. And yes, you have the people out there, like the comments that were made in this chat, talking about how Badgin has more time in the pocket and offensive lines better. This New Orleans Saints defense was probably the best defense that we've played all year. Let's be real. And Badgin looked really good that first half. Uh, That's all I can say. Listen, we have a comment that said you got to play field. Why do you? I mean, the thing is, is I think some people. This is why I laughed before the season started about the expectations that they had of fields. Is the high expectations I get? Well, the higher than normal expectations that I I would have set for fields, and is that while he's a good quarterback, we haven't really seen a ton of him, and the only thing we've really seen him do is run the ball. Now we're kind of seeing like, hey, might need some more development, might need some more thing. And you, but you can clearly see it too. Like you could clearly see the difference in playing style. Yeah. Sorry, man. It's like he better learn quick. He better yeah. learn quick because he's got badging up his ass. I mean, we'll see. Uh with that, we are gonna go ahead and uh end the show there. Uh want to give a special shout out to all the commenters that were on the stream today. Thank you for participating. We do enjoy doing this kind of live feedback as we uh, get along. If there's something that you guys want to see, please let us know. Uh, we have our Facebook page. We also have our website, trioofpositivity.com. Uh, we're going to try to do blogs, but to be honest, it's very difficult to talk about anything. We are going to talk next week, and I, I think Miller... Um, I did kind of submit it in our, our text messages. We, we kind of have to talk about baseball. There were some interesting interesting tidbits that came our way that some of it might have shocked some people. I know it shocked me for one of them, but I think it was expected. Um, and the other is the White Sox doing White Sox things, I guess. So, always. Always. So with that, we end week nine of the Chicago Bears recap. Uh, the Chicago Bears lose to New Orleans Saints 17 to 24. It takes the Chicago Bears to two and seven for the year. 
And guess what? We have to go through this shit show one more time because the Chicago Bears will be playing on Thursday. So thanks again for all the support. Please remember to like and subscribe on our YouTube videos. We will ask you to also subscribe and we'll probably read some comments that you guys post on the YouTube video there. Uh, we are going to try to do some more live streams. We're going to do some more practices. Um, we don't want to keep the podcast rolling too long, uh, depending on the amount of feedback that we get. So we might end up going live on YouTube as well once we kind of get a couple of videos uh, posted on there. And I think we'll see some more of our socials uh, pop up. So with that, Miller, anything you want to end today with? Nope. Looks like you covered it. It was a pleasure, sir. It was an absolute pleasure. We want to thank everyone for the support. And we will see you guys on our next episode. Thanks so much. You guys take care. Bye-bye.